This is Colin, he has a problem He has a lot of DVDs and some of them he hasn't seen So he's gonna grab his son and they're gonna watch each one until the pile is empty These films are still under wraps, still under wraps Unwatched, unloved and still under wraps, still under wraps, still under These films are unwatched, unloved and still under wraps Hello dear listener and welcome to Still Under Wraps. My name is Colin and with me as always is my fellow film watcher, compadre and son, Thomas. Hi, hello. How are you? I'm, I'm good, how are you? Good, how's your week been? It, it's been a week. <laughs> Not another one. Yeah, they just keep happening. Wow. Um, more, more James Bond? Yeah, yeah, good. more James Bond. What was the last one you watched? Uh, From Russia With Love. Ah... That's the one that's set partly in Russia, isn't it? No. Good. Um, well, may- it, maybe a tiny bit. Oh, it's the like, one where James like Bond gets scene. a letter from his girlfriend. There's like who's one scene in Russia. In Vladivostok. Speaking of Russian, we're watching a French film today. Yes, we are. <laughs> um. Speaking of Russian, what about ice cream? <laughs> What? That's even that's even more left of left field than than my French connection, which uh, I have not seen. So don't go suggesting the French connection either. I've not seen it either. No, you'd be wasting a guess there. Um, Thomas, we are watching a French film today, and just a little bit of a spoiler: I have seen um, bits of it in a very poor quality on on uh, YouTube so so poor quality that I had to stop watching but intriguing enough for me to be interested to know where it ends up so I'm I'm quite curious to find that out as our dear listener is probably uh, quite curious to find out what we're actually watching today which they'll probably know if they've seen the the title of this episode, but... <laughs> Look, they may well have their podcast player automatically download and automatically play into their ear holes our next podcast without them having to do anything. So they may not have seen the cover. However, they would have heard last week's episode and they'd know what we're listening, <laughs> watching, doing. <sighs> I'm going to cry now. Okay, Thomas, what are we watching today? Monsieur Ibrahim. That was a really good French accent that you pulled off there too. I'm grateful for that. Thomas, would you be so kind as to tell our dear listener the brief plot synopsis, if there is one, on the back of the case? Omar Sharif is Monsieur Ibrahim, an elderly widower who owns a grocery store in a shabby working-class section of Paris. His life takes on new meaning when he befriends Momo, a lonely teenage boy. In Ibrahim, Momo finds the father he never had, a patient man infused with kindness and a wisdom that he freely shares. And Momo awakens within Ibrahim a taste for grand adventure, which takes them on a journey that will change their lives forever. That's what we're going to watch. Um, Thomas, would you be so kind as to unwrap the case... 
Well, I, I can't. It's 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 already been unwrapped. It has been unwrapped. I wanted to just double check that. Uh, I think that was the first time that. Um, oh, what was the reason? It is NTSC, mm. and I just wanted to check <laughs> yeah. that it actually. Yes, yeah, so let's talk in about interesting things about this release, shall we? <laughs> all right. So, so first of all, uh, there's there's no classification on the front because it is a US release. There, there is not on the front. No, there is on the back. There is. There is, in fact, two. I think you'll find. Who's to say? <laughs> I am. <laughs> what there is to say about the classification okay. on the back. Because there is an American classification, which is, I think Thomas is uh, being blinded by at the moment, mm. which has me a little nervous because I know at least one part of this film that is possibly a little risque, hence giving it a... An R rating for some sexual content. Yes, Okay, so um, we'll both be peering through our hands whilst uh, the Rudy bits happen. Um, um, whilst Thomas is still checking to see the other um, classification reference on the case. And his eyesight is about as good as mine, but I did spot it. Oh. Oh. Hello, Canada. Oh, Canada. 14A. 14A. Okay. Which I assume means 14 and up? Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, at least uh, anyone uh, under the age of 14 requires an adult, maybe? I don't know. Uh, if our dear listener Z in Canada would uh, clarify that, would be, would be grateful for that. We could Google it, but hey, how about some, some interaction on the Facebook page? One of the shorter ones we've we will have watched. It is a short movie, and um, which is why I'm stalling. I just want to lengthen this podcast for as long mm. as possible. No, we'll be done watching it just past seven thirty, which is good because I'm going out tomorrow early. So uh, as I edit it t- tonight, um, it should work out fine. Thomas, would you open the case, please? You've um, you put yeah. it in, haven't you? It's in. Well, the... actually, I I opened you the case, opened the case and then earlier. you put it in. Yes, here's one we prepared earlier. It's already in the player. We're going to watch it. We're going to decide whether uh, this Omar Sharif film remains on the shelf, whether it is deserving of that honour, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Turn to side B. Merit. So that was Monsieur Ibrahim. That certainly was. What did you think? That was interesting. Yeah. 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 I, I was concerned. I, I noticed that you got somewhat distracted uh, uh, 
throughout. Um, <laughs> well, that's nothing new. That's nothing new, no. Um, but uh, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm sort of, sort of a bit quivery at the moment. So it was, yeah, an interesting insight into um, a whole mixture of cultures and, mm. um, yeah, quite, quite bizarre. I have very much a, I don't know whether it's a, a soft spot or, or, or what, but I, uh, coming of age stories mm. are uh, sort of, I've, I've, I've got a, a weak spot for them or I don't know. And uh, that was solid as far as that is concerned. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything to say? No. <laughs> uh, it was, it was good. all right. Good. It, it worked. It worked, yes. On so many different levels, it was a very well shot, um, uh, luscious film, I thought, and very subtle with its commentary on a lot of things, very subtle with its comedy, um, and yet splashes of colour. Uh, again, mm. very, very. it was, in a lot of ways, French quirk, again, uh, if, if that's in places, but, but um, uh, certainly a lot more serious than, than some that we have, we have watched. But, but again, the, even the, the funny bits um, were making a commentary on on things um the the whole father son relationship with his own father and uh providing meals for and uh and some of those meals that he conjured up were <laughs> um quite deserving in a lot of ways <laughs> I, I i can't i don't know where to go with it this is possibly the most selfishly personal uh, films on the stack, um, in in that I I didn't have high expectations of you getting much out of it. As as I said, I've I'd seen um, a, a fair bit of it actually. It, it seems to be. It's an interesting story, and the film was all right, but it didn't really grab me. Yeah, yep, yep. Um, but uh, it it fed my coming of age movie appetite quite well um and yeah i i doubt whether anyone is likely to have any access to it um but it is certainly going to remain on my shelf um um, when i'm in that kind of mood to uh i don't know Uh, there's a certain aching at the end of it and and that makes it hard to rewatch, but also well worth it too. I think. Anyway, um, so staying on the shelf. Um, whether it gets shown to anyone else in the house, I don't care. But uh, yeah, I love it. It was wonderful. Um, let's move on, shall we? What's on the shelf? You know it's probably DVDs. 
Before we get into uh, the segment proper, we have had a audience contribution uh, to the podcast that just came through. Um, it's from a Mr. Lee. Uh, I'm not sure whether it's Bruce or... Um, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, so we're, I'm going to play this, and um, it is entitled Deep Impact Sucks. Right, okay, so it's that Lee. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I guess he feels uh, the need to... Uh, to argue against uh, my my opinion here, um, so so here here it is. Let's listen. Hello, everyone. This is Lee, your reigning champion of what's on the shelf. Uh, <laughs> I also want to point out that I got over thirty points, but that wasn't necessarily celebrated in last week's episode. <laughs> but no, that's just a side issue. That's not the reason why I'm here today. Uh, the reason why I'm here today is in la- the last podcast, Thomas and Colin discussed the virtues of deep impact over Armageddon. And I just really wanted to, well, I wanted to call them out as being wrong. I know it's not, you know, it's unusual for someone to be on the internet and disagree with someone else's opinion. Uh, but I'm, gonna, I'm going to forge ahead and be different and, and do that. Now, the, how, long, how long does this go for? The idea is that, it, of course, there was two films that came out, Armageddon and Deep Impact, generally around about the same time, both with the same premise, that a giant asteroid's coming towards Earth and is going to destroy the Earth. The difference between the films is, like, Deep Impact, basically they had two years to plan for some sort of response. Yeah, and they And did. what they did was they, they just dug really, really deep holes and they sent one space shuttle with Robert Duvall on the flip side, in Armageddon, they had two weeks, and they've spent two space shuttles, not just space shuttles either, <laughs> uh, X-71s, which were just these giant kick-butt versions of the space shuttle. Well, they just so happened not to even have... Just, not even um, just the plain old space shuttle. These were like souped-up, armoured, <laughs> machine-gun-toting uh, space shuttles that they sent, as well as Ben Affleck, who would later go on to be, to be Batman, and Bruce Willis. So... You know, and they and they actually destroyed the asteroid. I don't remember what happens in the end, the end oh, of Deep hey. Impact. I, I believe Robert Duvall goes blind, and I'm not sure if the. <laughs> I think the asteroid actually does hit Earth, which is is kind of depressing. I, at the I end would of that like film. to point. Hang on, uh, I, I'm so, just yeah. pausing that there. Elijah Wood, who was in Deep Impact, went on to save the entire Middle Earth uh, by taking the the One Ring. And uh, marching all the way to Mordor, and uh, yeah, so and then giving up moments before actually doing the deed. Anyway, so um, uh, look, Lee, do, do please go on. Um, oh, it's it's stopped. I don't know. Oh, I'm sure he had more to say. Uh, oh dear I, I should have checked the audio uh, before we recorded but um, it does not appear to be I'm sure oh what a shame hang on let me just see if see see if it'll download from uh, uh, the the 78 uh, shellac record that he he sent me in the sl- snail mail um I should note, mm. 
I should note while we're waiting here that Lee said that both of us were wrong <laughs> when I believe yeah, yeah. in last week's episode I did not make any statement about which was 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 strictly speaking better, just that both weren't particularly well received. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, okay, let's let's just I think they're both fine. <laughs> ...at the end of that film. Uh, so, yeah. So, Armageddon, 100 times better. Easily 100 times better. Also, a side note, I should mention that some of the credit for this analysis go has to go to my wife, who, over the years, we've argued many, many times. It's the only thing that we argue about, about who formed this opinion first. Uh, she believes that she did, of course, and, and I... <laughs> I know that I did, and she's listening to me record this now, and I'm surprised that she's holding her tongue, but she's doing it because <laughs> I asked her to, which is nice of her. Uh, thanks very much for everyone, and uh, as I say, over 30 points, I, I just thought that would should have had like a bit of fanfare. <laughs> thanks very much. <laughs> oh. Congratulations, you have given us its fanfare. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, look, I... I Lee, I don't know what to say. I, I really don't. Um, I, I'm just... I'm, I'm gobsmacked. I, I need words. Um, oh, here's some. Um, sci-fi Wire, as in the uh, Sci-Fi Channel's um, web, website. The wire spelt with a Y, I'm the guessing. Sci-Fi with a Y, yes. Mm. Um, did a 20 years on retrospective, and their conclusion was Deep Impact is the better movie of the two. Yeah. Okay, so that's... Uh, oh, Cinema Blend. Good old Cinema Blend. Uh, earlier this year wrote, After all this, Deep Impact is the winner. Um, you know... Uh, IGN, t- 20 years later, after the, the, the hype had died down, um, said, um, if you want a dumb, overblown disaster spectacle, and who doesn't every once in a while, then Armageddon still has the power to entertain, if only ironically. But if your tastes have matured a bit since 1998, you will probably find that Deep Impact is a more satisfying motion picture experience with gravitas and suspense that Armageddon just can't match. Deep Impact is still a big blockbuster, and it's still kind of silly. Elijah Wood outruns a tidal wave on a motorcycle, for crying out loud, and then goes on to save Middle-earth. Almost. Almost. (laughs) Um, But it stands the test of time better than Armageddon, which plays now like a very entertaining relic of the 1990s that couldn't and probably shouldn't be replicated today, even though Michael Bay just keeps on doing lots and lots of explosions and what have you. And finally, the screen rant in, uh, written in 2015, the 11 most awe-inspiring disaster movies, uh, Deep Impact places fourth and says, take that Armageddon which didn't make the cut. Um, <laughs> Thomas Chick, still under apps, 2020. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and Colin, uh, you know, just for the sake of argument, because that's what the internet's for. <laughs> no, deep impact. It's, again, but I think this, this is where this film really ties in. Deep impact, at its heart, is a coming-of-age film. 
Elijah Wood, you know, is is on the cusp of adulthood and is suddenly thrown into this cataclysmic disaster. And of course, what does he want to do? Get married. <laughs> um, and and you know, what's more coming of age than that? You know, the the relationship with uh, his girlfriend at that time pushed came to shove, and they did get married. And lived happily ever after, and that's that's how coming of age films should should work in in a perfect world, uh, much like today's sort of did. Um, any, anyway, thanks Lee for your contribution. If anyone else wants to uh, record a message, you're quite welcome to do to, do so, um, or just write something on Facebook. Um, that would be great. Uh, how many do we have, Thomas, for this segment? We have 104. You, I, I stopped paying attention there at the end because... I, I would have I, thought that you would have had that already, you know, as I waffled on after <laughs> Lee waffled on even more. Because so. I stopped um, paying attention about halfway through both of you yabbering on. <laughs> so 104. All right. Um, Thomas, would you please do the honours and roll the randomising random randomometer? Powered by random.org. 13. How oh, we keep on hitting those uh, early, mm. early contributions. Interesting. Let's hope it's not a Lee one. Oh, sorry. Let's hope it's someone special. Is that more politically correct? Oh. <laughs> Thomas has just taken his glasses off. He's wiped out the microphone. Uh, and now he's looking like Mornington Jesus. Um, um, uh, okay, Thomas, would you please? I, I, I don't um, need them to see the screen, but I'm putting them on anyway. Please tell us what is number 13 and who, who submitted it. Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Long time no here. Submits. Yes. Hugo. Okay. Martin Scorsese. Mm-hmm. 3D. Mm-hmm. Crazy Bonkerfest 3D. Mm. I've, I don't think I've ever seen it in 3D. No. I can't remember. I think I did. I think it might have... I can't remember. But I have seen it. I did see it mm. at the cinema. Um, I have seen it at home. Mm. I believe I've only seen it at home. Okay. Um, again, the Sasha Cohen Baron experience bugs me. I've got a problem with him, all right? Um, but yes, we've both seen it. And it is on the shelf. Mm-hmm. So that's three points so far, Jeff. Thomas, is it on Blu-ray? No. No, it's not. Um, it's just not. And a lot of that has got to do with the fact that I was severely disappointed with the film. Um, uh, severely disappointed in the fact that I loved the book more. Mm. Um, the book is a literary and visual feast. And you've got to look see the book to understand what I'm talking about. So if, if you're only... 
Sorry, the Deranged Cat Studio has become highly deranged. And uh, Coco and Thomas have a love-hate relationship. Oh, yeah. That, that, <laughs> that's, that's three words. <laughs> you need two. <laughs> Coco loves Thomas. And yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, so uh, it's it's not on Blu-ray. It is just on DVD, and it's a reasonably well put together film. But I just I, I came out of it sort of really thinking, what a waste! Being uh, whilst being surrounded by people thinking, wow, that was really good, uh, and me thinking, if only they knew. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, source material. Mm. It 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 does come down to separating a source material from from the adaptation. Yeah. Flip that around. It does come down to separating an adaptation from its source. There we go. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um and look, Jeff, and I keep on saying look and every time I edit this um, I hear myself saying, look, 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 look. And it's a problem that I have because of my anxiety. And look, I, I mean, so I look. mean, so look, mm. <laughs> well, um, well, I mean, so look, um, yes, here's the thing, <laughs> low hanging fruit, Jeff. So just the straight three points there. However, I'm quite sure that Jeff will be pleased with the three points does it have any effect on the leaderboard there's there's a, a massive battle going on for second there is at indeed the moment. it's it's there is there is 0.5 <laughs> between jeff in second and helen in fourth right 0.5 between three people Yes, Jeff, M, and M Helen and are Helen. all battling out there at the top. Yep. Below Lee. <laughs> below Lee. Below Lee. Um, yes. Um, now, I did fail to mention earlier that because Lee was so categorically wrong that he loses 10 points. <laughs> and because I think that you're both being stupid... <laughs> He regains those 10 points, and we forget it ever happened. Ah, but... <laughs> all right. Um, all right, let's, let's move on, and because the cat is really deranged. Shake the phone and pick a film, and then we'll watch the film next week. Well, it didn't tell me it needed to synchronise, so it probably doesn't need me to synchronise. But if I go to take the thing out of this... Take away the first... Yeah. There's going to be first sort of divided by three, and... It's four. Who <laughs> <laughs> uh, No, okay. Synchronised already. Nothing's changed in the past week. Huh. That's a shock. Dun, dun, dun. All right, Thomas, would you be so kind as to shake that oversized phone... It's from 2014. Okay, so it's six years old. It stars Johnny Depp. Right. 
And Johnny Depp is the only one who's managed to get their, their name on the cover. The film is called... Transcendence. Wow. It's a sci-fi movie mm. that I don't think uh, rated terribly well. Um, and No comment. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> uh, it's probably one of those films that, uh, let's put it this way, today's film I knew exactly why it was on the shelf. This one I have no idea. Um, <laughs> and, and I'm possibly being unfair because we've just done a binge fest of Pirates of the Caribbean. And we're just, if it's not already on the taboo list, all of the Pirates of the Caribbean films are now on the taboo list. You cannot submit any Pirates of the Caribbean. I, I'm not sure if all of them are actually on the shelf. No, no. Um, but it is some of them. Yes. So um, Pirates is, 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 is off. Um, but by the end, and I don't think we've even finished watching them all, but I've, I'm really quite tired of Johnny Depp so I don't know how this is going to go um, so uh, Thomas would you please read the plot synopsis from the back of Transcendence whilst the cat destroys the deranged cat studio Dr. Will Caster is the foremost researcher in the field of artificial intelligence, working to create a sentient machine that combines the collective intelligence of everything ever known within the full range of human emotions. His highly controversial experiments have made him famous, but they have also made him the prime target of anti-technology extremists who will do whatever it takes to stop him. However, in their attempt to destroy Will, they in inadvertently become the catalyst for him to succeed, to be a participant in his own transcendence. Roll credits. <laughs> for his wife Evelyn and best friend Max Waters, both fellow researchers, the question is not if they can, but if they should. Probably not. <laughs> oh, Their boy. worst fears are realised as Will's first for knowledge evolves into a seemingly omnipresent quest for power, to what end is unknown. The only thing that is becoming terrifying, cl terrifyingly clear is there may be no way to stop him. Wow. That sounds like a 1980s film that I can't remember the name of, um, where the, the artificial, artificial intelligence becomes too... Gee, was it... Um, uh, electric Dreams? I don't know. <laughs> um... <laughs> Oh, this sounds really bad. A classic AI safety tale? Yes. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, it may well uh, surprise us, and it may well create a, another empty slot on the shelf. Who is to say? It. We'll we say empty slot, but at the moment, that's that's not strictly true of any film that's been... Marked for being an empty slot, they're all, they're all still 
just just stacked on top of each yeah, other. Yeah, but in the one slots are the there shelf. now. The, the the empty slots are there, but the, the empty is, slots are there. The but. the empty slots the, the, and the stack of um, rejects films that didn't make the cut that it get, is going to become the prize for <laughs> for whoever wins the. What's on the shelf competition? <laughs> Having empty slots is all well and good. But but they're not all in useful places. No, no. Still we... got to shuffle everything down. Oh, well, see. you know. Um, I think it's only a partial solution. It is. It is. Uh, which is why we need a sequel to this podcast. Except the, the, the premise of our uh, thoughts as to the sequel, is not as likely to produce slot, <laughs> slots on shelves, is it? Mm. Oh, well. Um, it, it's supposed to produce quote-unquote interesting conversations. That's right. That's right. Unlike today's little episode, which I'm very disappointed that you didn't absorb as well as you could have. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It was fine. Next week's episode, I'll be confiscating Thomas's iPad during the watching of the film, and it's over see, there now. see, the problem is that this was subtitled. It was in French, and so Thomas could usually tap away on his little iPad whilst listening to dialogue. But gee, he missed a lot of dialogue. I I think the the only dialogue I actually missed oh, you was have at no the idea. end. No, no, there was dialogue all the way through that. We haven't I, spoken I a, about any of the dialogue. I, I would get a ch- I would chuckle about and sort of turn around and no, your face would be implanted. When did you chuckle? When did you chuckle? On the inside, I was chuckling. Oh, and no, there yeah. were a couple of times uh-huh. where I thought, oh, I need to chuckle a little louder mm-hmm. so that Thomas will realise that he's missed something yeah. important. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we should wrap this up before it gets out of hand. <laughs> hey, thanks for joining us. And uh, we hope that you can join us next week when we uh, watch Johnny Depp in Transposition of the Great Arteries. Is that what we're watching? No. No. Oh, no, that's what Laura's got. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, transcendence mm. and uh, until then we'll catch you next time bye <laughs> you have been listening to Still Under Wraps your hosts were Colin who produces and edits the show and Thomas who makes the artwork and music Still Under Wraps is recorded in the Deranged Cat Studios in scenic Tasmania Australia Movies are selected at random through My Movies, an excellent piece of movie collection software. You can find links to that, as well as our quote-unquote blog and our Facebook group, in the show notes. Still Under Wraps is a Hi Hello production. catch you on the flip side. Turn.
to side B. Merit. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, does that get us a... Oh, dear. Sorry. <laughs> what? Actually, mongrel is probably mongrel in French. I don't know. Um, <laughs> um, yes, where's the stop button?